I'm gonna go ahead and hit record so we can get started. If I never deal with another computer as long as I live. So is it the monitor or the computer or some combination of it works not talking to each other? It works fine on the TV. Like I tested it on the television. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't check the the dreaded uh, size of the HDMI cable that I was using. Uh, who knows? It's a fucking piece of bullshit electronics that frazzles out as soon as I fucking touch it. I hate everything. <laughs> Good time to talk about movies. <laughs> Let's start with Heaven's Prisoners then. When he turned in his badge, homicide detective Dave Robichaux thought he had put away his past. You and me, that's the only thing I have that means anything to me anymore. But just when he thought he was out, Look. trouble pulled him back in. Crash one mile due north of the southwest pass. The diver found a suitcase with a bunch of child's clothes in it, but uh, there wasn't a kid on that plane. Since when does the DEA care about some little kid? Whoever took out that plane wasn't counting on anyone else being on board. They certainly weren't counting on anyone surviving. No one's supposed to see it. Now, to solve a mystery, I throw it all right back in the water, man. He's asking the right people. I am in town to find out about a guy. I think he might have come in here. A lot of guys come in here. The wrong questions. I hear Johnny Dantes was working for the feds. That make you nervous? I can see in your baby blue eyes you wish to love to take me. Finding out too much. I know you're right. You're a cop. Nope. So is this the way it's going to be? While you're off, you're living the past. I'm here with a child pretending we have a family. I'm out there protecting that family. And learning too late that the life he saved you got to pay the man could cost him his own I'm gonna find those two men and when I do I'm gonna squeeze them extra hard when you mess with the action in New Orleans you mess with hundreds of people you're not afraid of Bubba you know he's not really so tough nobody is going to cool out in my action Stuart Masterson, Kelly Lynch, Terry Hatcher, and Eric Roberts. Heaven's Prisoners, a Phil Joano film. Well, Jared, back in whenever the fuck this came out, 1996, yes. Yes. Uh, this was supposed to come out in 1994 and set on a shelf for a couple of years. I wouldn't say that's terribly surprising. Um, the early internet wept with joy that uh, Terry Hatcher finally went topless <laughs> and then wept when they saw the results. <laughs> I wasn't overly impressed, if I'm honest. I hope you're recording because I will not be a male pig twice. I can't do that bit. <laughs> yeah. That was my, my opening volley. Um, that's that's all I knew about this this movie was I was like oh yeah that's I've, I've been on Mister Skin a time or two that's the one where uh, Lois from Lois and Clark showed off her boobies and uh, it never got me to watch the movie very very natural very much natties <laughs> good good for her <laughs> not for us um, <laughs> um, that being said. Um, I enjoyed this more than I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think it's when you, <laughs> you cast 
Eric Roberts uh, <laughs> with cornrows and a really mm. bad uh, mm. bayou uh, Southern uh, Louisiana accent. Uh, it's hard for me not to be engaged with it for for stretches. Whenever he's mm-hmm. shirtless, boxing on his like plantation <laughs> property and eating shrimp and offering it up to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's part of my letterbox review. Like I'm trying my best not to go on Rotten Tomatoes before I watch a movie, but I couldn't help myself with as bad of the uh, accents mm. as they had. I was like, man, this is going to get ripped apart. Like, I can enjoy 16% this. 16% <laughs> oh, on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I end up agreeing with them. Sometimes I don't. I, I don't agree with them on this one. Uh, you know, the, the plot may be convoluted, but uh, Eric Roberts and Cornrows had me from the moment he uh, stepped on the screen. I knew Eric Roberts was in it, and then I see the guy with the cornrows, and I'm like, no. No, <laughs> surely not. That's him, of course. Ballsy. Certainly not Mary Stuart Masterson as the uh, stripper with the heart of gold. Uh, I mean, this is this is a movie with all sorts of tropes. I honestly can't tell you the reasoning behind the villain's plot here. I do. I Convoluted, like that. yeah. The, I guess one of the trailer moments, I seem to remember this from you know VHS days, uh, which I love to find those clips on YouTube on how they hyped what was hot and the new freshness in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the plane going over uh, Alec Baldwin and wife's head and his, he has a lot of very Bruce Willis diehard faces he makes in this. It's a lot of like, Oh shit. Like, you know, and the, and the hair is like, I mean, he's got, he's always had a great head of hair, but it's just mm-hmm. going everywhere. Uh, you know, bullets flying past his face, uh, an exploding, um, I guess, private little crop dust in plane, which, has drug runners. Very much priests. a uh, single engine uh, you know, drug runner plane. <laughs> uh, has a, a now an orphan child that they decide to uh, kind to of adopt. Gets lost in the plot along the way. That doesn't really surface its head too often. Okay. After. Well, <laughs> let's circle back to that. So the movie opens with uh, Alec Baldwin as uh, a former. Uh, Remember, mm-hmm. I guess of the the blue line who has now gotten out of the the CD business of policing. Was he a uh, and detective or just a regular policeman? I can't remember. I I think they want us to believe he was a detective because it's like look at the the big brain on can't help here. himself. He's just always yeah. got to be a detective. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to stick his nose in it, <laughs> except for Terry Hatcher, which he stays away from like the plague. Um, yet again, unimpressed. <laughs> What she was yeah. afraid, I guess. Oh, that would have been fantastic to gauge one of our responses. Look up at that balcony. Eh. <laughs> Bold of have, you. <laughs> seemed to have a bigger issue in character with her, uh, was that butterfly tattoo? Yeah. Or whatever yeah. She, that seems to be like the big faux pas in the uh, the mid-90s uh, down in the south. Is like, are you disgusting wretch? How could you, you tramp, get a tattoo on your, on your belly? Not and, the fact and she makes that- a big point. Like, uh, hey, have you seen it? Have you seen it yet? <laughs> You're walking around naked in the middle of the day no, at noon with no. like a fucking gin and tonic in your hand, stumbling no. around a second floor balcony. No, titties can be out. Oh, on the that former... tattoo is disgusting, girl. <laughs> yeah, on land uh, built by the, the the backs of slaves. That's not offensive to our sensibilities. Oh, no. You put an ink on your flesh. Uh, it says something about that yeah. in the Bible. So, uh, yeah, Dave Robichaud, uh, Alec Baldwin, a great, uh, I guess, a private dick name we've got here. It's, uh, it, uh, it was a good uh, roll-off-the-tongue name. Robichaud. Robichaud. <laughs> <laughs> it's you again, Robichaud. <laughs> Mugging for the cameras as explosions going around you, little orphans falling from the sky. 
He opens in confession uh, with the priest, and I, th- I believe the opening line here. Let me let me check my notes. Now I'm having a fight with my computer on the. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wrote it down here. I want to drink. I want to <laughs> drink all the time. Says Dave Robichaux. Automatically, <laughs> Every second of the day. Hey, I paused it. I paused <laughs> it. I wrote down that quote, and I'm like, "This is immediately two stars. This is two out of box. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what happens from here on now. I'm I immediately uh, related to this character mm-hmm. <laughs> very quickly. I got you, Robichaux. <laughs> yeah. I hated you I hate- here at first, but now you're one of my people. I understand. <laughs> Uh, some other good stuff. Um, there's some banter with a goon squad that shows up to beat him up when he. Oh man, he I love said, that. The show can't uh, keep his uh, filthy nose out of uh, filthy things. They show up, uh, kind of warn him, beat him up a little bit, mm-hmm. cost him on his. Uh, what is his private business now? Renting boats. Renting boats know. and selling bait. He is a bait shop. <laughs> Connoisseur. <laughs> they don't buy Alec Baldwin in that particular line of work, but you know the movie is like, ah, this is just, you know, he's just trying yeah. to to dry out. You know, don't don't worry, he's gonna get back. Get to him on that swamp water. You don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> Soothing his soul. Um, <laughs> there is a great moment later where, of course, he he falls off the wagon and it's just him like floating <laughs> on the swamp. Dude, <laughs> off his ass. <laughs> Tears in his eyes. It's supposed to be such this uh, uh, this this emotional moment with gravitas of like this man is <laughs> losing his mind. It's everything he's ever loved. So he thinks it's just him fucking going in circles in a bass boat in the swamp. Like up on his face. That's a fun oh. Thursday night for me. Let's get drunk and go out in the bayou. Fucking alligators and shotguns. He wants me to deny it. Okay. So the goons show up to warn him to you know stop fucking around. And that, you bring up a good point as far as it seems like they're playing defensive at first. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this child's on. What was this child doing on this plane? Uh, exploded um, in midair crashes on his <laughs> his dry out swamp uh, therapy island he's on. They save the kid. They don't want anybody asking too many questions. They mm-hmm. want to raise her as their own. So what does he do? He goes around and starts asking questions about, hey, you know anything about this plane? Hey, you, stripper, whore, hey, drug runner, <laughs> guy I went to high school with that's got cornrows now and used to eat light bulbs. How about you? You know anything about this? And I'm like, okay, so now what are you doing? Like, if, if your only concern is the child, why are you shaking so many trees to, to see what uh, flies and hits you in the face? And in one instance, is these, these goons that show up. <laughs> they, they beat him up and leave him uh, in the mud. And uh, one of them says that he's hungry now. And the, I guess the other one says, that's, that's all you think about. And that big fat belly of yours. And the chubbier one says, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they end the exchange. These guys that are like terrorizing Huck Baldwin. He calls one fat. And he, all he says is, hey. Hey. <laughs> we talked about this. You know I have self-esteem know, issues. I'm not understanding why there's such hatred for this this movie. Now, that's only 19 reviews. The audience score is 32%. Uh, this was a box office bomb. It opened in fifth place at $2.3 million, And uh, it says here, only played in a total of 907, 907 theaters at its uh, widest point. Um, so a budget of $25 million and it ended up grossing five. Uh, Terry Hatcher says here on Wikipedia her performance earned her a Golden Raspberry Award nomination for Worst Supporting Actress. Eh. 
little unfair. I didn't think she was that bad. I didn't think anybody was that. I think everyone was totally consistent. Was the type of movie they're trying to make? What 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 is your issue here? Yeah, they they ham it up a little bit and the accent work, whatever. But I thought this is this any different from what I, I think some other guilty pleasures like in the eighties and early nineties. It if anything, you can say well it's kind of generic. Although now in twenty twenty one, I'm looking at this like it's fucking Rosebud from Citizen Kane. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, they don't make them like this anymore. God, this is this is so much fun. And I came into this thinking, oh, I'll probably hate it. I don't know what's about. Mm. Uh, Terry Hatcher's boobs uh, disappointed everyone in the nation. Uh, was angry, but uh, we watched on this very feed. We watched. Uh, 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 the Paul Newman one, where he's like a, a private eye, the, oh, the yeah. Harper that's, thing, that's the drowning really close. pool. Uh huh. The drowning pool. I found that. I think of that. Um, like I, I couldn't make heads or tails of what the fuck we were doing, and while he was amusing, uh, none of it was as amusing as this little storyline. Like, I, you just tell me drugs, assassination, and it's just sort of like an accidental thing that uh, Dave Robichaux, you know, it basically just falls into his lap. Uh, but this has some, I think, to me, genuine twists that I did not see coming. Like, when the goon squad shows up with shotguns at his house, <laughs> I, I, did not, I did not see the events playing out that would lead him to uh, floating, drunk, and weeping on the bayou. <laughs> well, yeah, usually you can tell, like, I, I, this is a very low barometer for if a film is <laughs> going to be serious or not. But if they take out a main character that brutally, that quickly... You know, Kelly Lynch, not really a huge name, but she was a big part of the uh, first, whatever, hour of the movie. But I just didn't think they would go that uh, cruel, I guess. I didn't think they'd go that dark because <laughs> she's the one that's like, please uh, don't get us involved in this. And I could see the house being attacked. I could see them mm-hmm. being under siege. And then the I told you so. And they like, you know, they escape with their lives or whatever. But not the fact that <laughs> they knock on the bedroom door and... Bye bye, Kelly Lynch. And then Alec Baldwin has to scream in the rain watching it. Now, <laughs> if you're trying to make this pure melodrama where you're taking it totally seriously, it's a failure. If you're having fun with this, where you're like, oh man, I can't wait to see what old Dave Robichaud does next. Oh, who's <laughs> going to get it? I, I think I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was worth And I'm not just saying that because I spent uh, $5.29 on it. Although that <laughs> never, never hurts. That, that factors in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, this is something that I could have seen getting uh, on rotation on the TNTs or the USAs yeah. or the... I, for whatever reason, I don't know why this didn't stick with people. I, this was honestly the first time I'd even heard of this movie whenever you suggested that we were watching it. I had never heard of it before. Open behind the second weekend of Twister, which our uh, where the fuck is Hiro today? Is he, is he, I, I know noticed that in the text thread that he's like, yeah, I've still not watched that Heavens thing with Alec Baldwin, and mm-hmm. I was like, you dumb bastard, you're just not living <laughs> watching fucking Dragonheart, but you're not watching Dave Robichaux do his thing. Uh, Twister, uh, Hiro hated, uh, was a monster. It dropped uh 9.7 percent from its opening weekend like so barely any sort of drop 37 million flipper was the number one wide release with a meager four million dollars the craft in its third week at three million and the truth about cats and dogs in its fourth week 2.9 million all beat heaven's prisoners so it was a a horrific bomb which (laughs) 
I don't know. Is it the title? Is it, I don't know. I'm assuming is this based on a series of books? Because apparently there was it like a planned sequel. This is like uh, uh, some sort of pulp come to life. Uh, uh, you know that that type of story. It, it just fits it too perfectly to not be some sort of series or you know. series of novels uh, by James Lee Burke. Apparently there was a second film. I don't know if you'd call it really a proper sequel. This was actually the second book in the series. There are 23 of these books. Good Lord. The most recent one came out in 2020. So he had one in 2018, 19, and 20. <laughs> Dave Robichaux lives on uh, still. Uh, but there was a, uh, if you want to call it, I guess, just set in the same universe, same character. Tommy Lee Jones played this character in a 2009 film called In the Electric Mist. And I've never heard of that either. Um, I'm assuming that that uh, was like a straight-to-video type, type thing back in uh, 2009. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't even have box office results for that one. Um, Dave Robichaux deserves better than that. <laughs> however, going straight to DVD, it says that it brought in $1.9 million in revenues, <laughs> almost matching the theatrical release of that's, Alec that's Baldwin wild. Company. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is something that I uh, would have been like, yeah, uh, give me a trilogy of Robichaux, because uh, <laughs> the the one that, I, I, that came to mind, it's... It's silly in a different context because I I like my badasses. Well, first off, drunk, mm-hmm. um, and I, I like them uh, willing to to weep uh, at a moment's notice. I like that <laughs> screaming, uh, hanging out with the women they're coming on to all, all, coming onto them all the time. But I tried to get you to watch Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise, which is, <laughs> and all you did was get drunk in Dave Robichaux fashion, and then just look at the screen and repeatedly say, "Hello, my name's Jack Reacher," which. <laughs> I don't even know if that's like really a big line in the movie, but you really took to it. Uh, it, it took on its a, a life of its own there. Uh, after I initially got drunk and started saying, as most it. things do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just it'd be such a badass thing, you know. Hello, my name is Jack Reacher. <laughs> I keep waiting for your dating profile to just be that. Just hello, my name is Jack Reacher. <laughs> I mean, you can you use your own picture and everything, but just let people put it together how they choose to. <laughs> but you know, I don't see Tom Cruise playing. Um, uh, I guess as much of a I don't want to say that Dave Robichaux is a loser, but he he loses uh, consistently throughout the movie until well, he, he ultimately wins. Yeah, he gets his ass beat constantly, right? Like uh, that, which is also adds into why I like him. He's always running his mouth and always getting his <laughs> shit slept out. <laughs> So, that's fine. You know, he, he does not stop talking shit the entire movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only one that he he bests, and that's it still ends with him holding an ice pack to his face, all bruised up, uh, is Eric Roberts, is his friend mm-hmm. uh, from high school, Bubba. Uh, and it just seems like they both decide, like, ah, that hurts too much. I want to stop now. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're they not going to go completely to the mattresses on this. They emote well on how fuck that hurt. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and that's even when, uh, you know, one of them is being accused of sleeping with Terry Hatcher and Dave Robichaux you know, says, Hey man, <laughs> she took off her shirt. Couldn't do it. And then Bubba's like, ah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> sure. She, she does. Well, I can't remember how he put it. She, he, Knows how to get men excited, essentially, is what he says about his own wife. <laughs> Which, uh, eh. <laughs> I think it, Alec Baldwin seems like, we're talking about your wife, man. And everybody's like, eh, so what of it? 
Um, marriage. He also says in this film, Eric Roberts, that if you want to uh, find something out, uh, quote, you just got to keep fucking in the same direction. A man says something like that to me. I'm I'm a little bit uneasy. I'm on edge. And uh, what you I mean, guess... buddy? You got to elaborate whenever you say something. <laughs> like that. You can't just kind of leave that one hanging there for me to fucking to feel, especially with your fucking shirtless boxing and cornrows, and you're offering me shrimp. Like, uh, you know, there's, elaborate. There's... There's sensory overload anyway. I'm trying to process what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have the processor power left to, to, to analyze what you're saying about fucking in the same direction. My, my point of uh, Jack Reacher is that while that one is also silly, it's not silly in the same context because in that film, Tom Cruise like dominates every scene he's in. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he may have to fight for 10 minutes, but he's, as you said, he's never whipped. He's just like, oh, look at him take on uh, 17, like, mm-hmm. ex-military, like, you know, independent contractors, and look at what a badass he is, how challenging. Whereas this is Alec Baldwin, uh, you know, falling off the wagon in a bargain, and Eric Roberts comes up and sucker punches him in the side of the head. <laughs> and then, then they start tussling on the floor. Uh, I do wish he had pour, uh, pulled on his uh, cornrows just a little bit. Just, ah, just, my hair! Um, this, is, this is kind of a spoiler alert. Uh, I was very disappointed that we actually get uh, Eric Roberts' uh, character, Bubbo, uh, without the cornrows. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. final appearance. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, let's get serious. I'm, Come yeah. on, man. Enough, you don't, enough nonsense. Don't don't show me that. You can't show me that. I, and I was, Also, he should have been shirtless in every scene for no reason. Just walking <laughs> around town. Uh, Louisiana's but, hot now. And <laughs> <laughs> saying that every time he walked into a building. <laughs> And oh, it's humid where I've chosen to live. <laughs> like a modern uh, COVID denier, not wearing his mask or something. He's just like disregarding the uh, no sh- no shirt, no shoes, no service. Just Bubba doesn't abide by those by those rules with his uh, horrific swamp ass. Uh, <laughs> if a dude, if a white dude with cornrows and his shirtless comes in, I immediately assume there's going to be bullets flying or somebody's getting. Sucker punched. Wide berth is what I give the man. Uh, yes, I just try yes. to stay out of it. So uh, I guess I'm saying there's a there's clearly a, wor- a world where Jack Reacher can succeed, um, but I do think that critics and audiences probably, and I would say are uh, you know dearly departed for wherever the fuck he is right now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of glad he's not here for this conversation. I don't think Hyro would get this either. I think general audiences would be like, what is this? This is this is bad. It's too silly. <laughs> Whereas I'm as long as you embrace it and you stay consistent mm-hmm. with it, I'm I'm totally cool with this this movie and the, the characters we meet along the way. I, I enjoy the ridiculous nature of it because I think most private eyes in film are ridiculous of why they keep doing it. Uh, even if they're paid, they're usually doing it for like meager wages and they just mm-hmm. put themselves in increasingly uh <laughs> I guess perilous uh, possibilities there. That uh, what was the one in the drowning pool? They end up in a fucking water tank. Uh, this like Batman it's trap. Like, yeah, they like flood a, a water treatment facility or something like some That's you know, a, very very uh, arch villain goonery <laughs> type of nonsense. Nothing nothing like that in Heaven's Prisoners. You know, it's no, more low key. I, uh, <laughs> Absurd, but low key. I think. Again, going back to it, the key is is letting your main character get his ass whipped every now and then, keep mm. him in check, to where he's not in some sort of like God mode. Like, yeah, especially movie star handsome dude with that head of hair, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's starting to go, starting to get into the mm-hmm. the beefier Baldwin here. He was in a transition <laughs> phase. Uh, I enjoy it. I, I think this mm. is uh, this is probably the ideal version of Baldwin. 
say the nerve to call them the Vitalis twins, and he's always had slick back, grease back hair for the entirety of mm-hmm. his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's part of the charm. To, uh, shit talking to uh, uh, mob goons <laughs> that are there to specifically <laughs> beat <laughs> his ass. <laughs> Oh, He's let's charming. see. Um, yeah, I, I was about to look at the ending of the film, but I, I don't know if I want to spoil it too much, uh, other than, I guess, what we it's, have. Uh, because it, You know, we go on about it, and we like it for probably the wrong reasons uh, as to why they made the movie. But having said that, the story isn't great. It's not amazing. It's not anything groundbreaking. It's not like you're there to enjoy... Dave Robichaux, you're not there to enjoy the narrative. I feel that with most uh, most detective stories that I tend to get lost or I just willingly uh, ignore some of the details of the case uh, because it's just the uh, you know it's just the <laughs> the absurd characters like Eric Roberts that you meet uh, along the way, I guess, and Terry Hatcher coming on to him, uh, the the stripper with the heart of gold that comes to clean the bloodstains off the wall of his house. That he specifically put padlocks on that door, and she knows <laughs> she knows his wife is dead, but nah, that heart of gold that that whore has. <sighs> you know, they, she knew that he was going to be floating around the swamp, uh, just caterwauling, <laughs> just bellowing with rage and crying, and who knows, in that instance, uh, you know, I guess just his employees on the, the bait shop, they have to suddenly be a caretaker to this adopted child. He's not the best father figure. Uh, he's no. Dave Robichaux here. It's like the kid that wants the dog in the window and then doesn't want to walk it or pick up its shit, uh, except we're talking about a human <laughs> child, which makes him one of the greatest characters it, on film in my eyes. <laughs> now that you frame it that way, it is kind of an odd choice of the movie to have this man have a confession at the beginning, like, Lord, I do love liquor. It gives me the shakes if I don't. <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, it's, well, I guess we'll raise this children that we just <laughs> escaped or uh, saved from a fucking plane wreck. It's an odd... Um, range of character for Dave Robichaux. Dave Robichaux. <laughs> he believes in extremes. Uh extreme cure alls and then when he's when he's done with parenting, uh to the swamp I go, to the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but always looking to get slapped around, so uh I don't God I don't bless know. You, Dave Robichaux. Yeah. Good movie. Uh America, you missed it in ninety six and we're here to pick it back up. I don't know where you can watch it. Uh, I think I just I just outright bought this on iTunes. Well, you know, you could uh, scour the internet and spend many man hours trying to <laughs> escape the two dollar rental fee that our departed host Hiro <laughs> tried to shuck and jive. <laughs> I am willing to bet that's the reason he's not here. Is that that two dollars? Two dollars? <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Somewhere Hiro is out on a swamp, uh, you know, floating around, counting the, counting those two bills. Make sure picking he's still got nickels them. out of the <laughs> out of the sewer. Trying to, <laughs> I know this man's more better off than what he presents himself. Yeah, those to be. Uh, bare-chested boys only fans. You know, that, <laughs> <laughs> they rob him blind. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come back to our next episode. Also, without Hiro, we just gotta keep recording as fast as we can. <laughs> scotch on the rocks please any scotch will do as long as it's not a blend of course uh single malt glenlivet glenfiddich perhaps maybe a glengow any glen i'm 
I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Review, Alec Baldwin, caught between seductive Terry Hatcher and gangster Eric Roberts in Heaven's Prisoners. Antonio Banderas fights to free his country in Of Love and Shadows. And Paul Hogan and Elijah Wood make a new friend named Flipper. A Haitian guy named Toot, somebody named Eddie Keats came to see me. They left me with a couple of stitches in my head. Mm -hmm. Bartender at Smiling Jack said he sicked him on me by calling one of your clubs. Alec Baldwin and Eric Roberts play childhood friends who are now potential enemies in Heaven's Prisoners, a new thriller that's one of five new movies we'll review this week on Siskel and Ebert. Also coming up, film starring Paul Hogan, Antonio Banderas, Jennifer Connelly, and a dolphin named Flipper. I'm Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. Our first film is Heaven's Prisoners, and it stars Alec Baldwin as a former New Orleans detective now a drying-out alcoholic who is brought back into the sordid underworld he left after he and his wife save a little Latino girl who survives a mysterious plane crash. Suddenly, he's being pursued by drug dealers, and that scares his wife, played by Kelly Lynch. Somebody came here? Yeah. Don't worry. I took care of it. Well, hey, hey, hey. Did the guy say what he wanted? What he wanted was to scare the out of me and Alec there, and that's exactly what he did. After his wife is murdered, Alec Baldwin starts drinking again, what a surprise, and is tempted by a local drug lord's vampish wife, played by Terry Hatcher from TV's Lois and Clark. Her character only makes sense in a comic book way. Where's your husband? In Houston, on business. Well, how nice for you. And maybe for you, too. The third woman in Alec Baldwin's life, a local stripper with, all together now, a heart of gold, played by Mary Stuart Masterson. This movie is more of a parade of women than a genuine thriller. Oh, that's right. You work at that little place on Bourbon, Smiling Jacks. That's right. Now I remember you, too. You came in one time with a couple of real pretty girls. Asked me to work a private slumber party. But I don't really go in for that sort of thing. I think you got me mixed up with someone else. Well, maybe you're right. The girl I'm talking about was real trash. The Terry Hatcher character turns out to be a key player, but I never found her convincing, even with this nice speech. I bought the hit off of you. Go on. Go on, do it. Do it. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Come on, blow me away. Heaven's Prisoners covers the familiar New Orleans turf from Bourbon Street to Bayou's. Alec Baldwin winds up playing a variation on the character that Dennis Quaid played in The Big Easy nine years ago. But that film felt fresh, not Heaven's Prisoners. We've been there. We've seen that all to the time in this picture. Thumbs down for me. Thumbs down for me too, Gene. Yeah. It was a movie that constantly continued to act like it knew that it was a movie. Oh, absolutely. There was never any moment when I felt that, that this man was really engaged with his wife, uh, that he was engaged with the other women who no. appear later in the film. 
It always seems Trot as if by. the plot is just bringing, dropping these yep. things in, just like that plane that drops in at the beginning. It's all made up out of nothing. It was a real waste. Okay, next movie. And our next movie is Welcome to the Dollhouse, an extraordinary film that remembers with great clarity just how painful and difficult school can be and how cruel students can be to other kids who are not popular.